This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Diva of all divas, this is Disco Friday, Lou, whether you like it or not. Nobody was greater than Donna Summers. And no better opening song for a woman who has fancied herself to be the top pole dancer, the top stripper, the top performer, the top female for hire. When you have the urge to merge, then Stormy Daniels. As she made her appearance with Piers Morgan and says she so wants to testify against Donald J. for Jesus Trump. How do you feel about potentially testifying in the, the trial that will be watched around the world? Um, I mean, anytime you're up in the public eye, it's scary. I, mean, I used to get scared giving an oral book report in school. So, yeah. I mean, it's daunting, but I look forward to it. You know what I mean? Because... I have nothing to hide. I'm the only one that has been telling the truth. And, you know, you can't shame me any more. So I feel like if they don't, it paints the picture that they know something about me that makes me, you know, untrustworthy or not reliable. Um, so you want to have I, I do. I do. I think having them call me in and put me on the stand mm legitimizes my story and who I am. And if they don't, it almost feels like they're hiding me and people automatically assume I would mm. that, oh, that she must not be a good witness. She's not credible. Like so there's not. no doubt if they ask you to testify, you will testify. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you notice the double entendre when she said, I've never been so nervous as when I was giving an oral book report in school. Was she, uh, more comfortable doing oral fixation on potential clients? I wonder. Why did she mention oral? You see, she is promoting the activity that has earned her hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. But is she a good candidate on this Good Friday to be the Mary Magdalene figure? You figure it out as she says Trump's crimes are not worthy of incarceration. Specific to my case, I don't think that his crimes against me are worthy of incarceration. 
I feel like the other things that he has done, if he is found guilty, absolutely. Because a bigger problem is that if these allegations against him or whatever else that we don't know yet, he is found guilty or the evidence suggests that he is or whatever, and he doesn't, that it's going to just basically, I mean, it opens the door for other people to, to think they can get away with doing that. Is she the Mary Magdalene? In that last supper, what can we call it, a mural done by Leonardo da Vinci? Is she? Let us continue because she says the king of all kings, Donald Jesus Trump, has been dethroned. When you saw him in the court, what did you feel? Um, part of me was, you know, finally like he had to go in and be under the rule of someone else. He had to obey the, the judge and walk through like a, you know, the king has been dethroned. He's no longer untouchable. He is no longer untouchable. It's almost like in my mind, I was listening to Walter Winchell, who was the voiceover of the great uh, TV program of my youth, The Untouchables with Robert Stack. When they went after Al Capone, although you never saw Al Capone, instead you saw them battling Frank Nitti. And no, they weren't the FBI forever busting Italians. They were Treasury agents. Oh, that was, oh, what a great TV program. They even had a Chicha Zip. Remember the Sicilian member of the Treasury squad? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. But I digress. And then, of course, in her attempt to become the Mary Magdalene in the Last Supper scenario, Stormy Daniels says the king of all kings must be dethroned, but... It makes her extraordinarily sad. And nobody should be untouchable. It doesn't matter if, what your job description is, whether you're the president. Like, um, You should be held responsible for your actions. But the other side of it was like, this is someone that our country elected and chose. Was there no better option? Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is just... It's, it, honestly, if I, there was a range of emotions, but yeah. I think sad was the one that was the most impactful and shocking for me. Why don't I believe that? But there was a time Stormy Daniels was actually toying with the idea that her legal counsel, who was like Lenslice at one time, Michael Avenatti, remember he was all over. He was on MSNBC. He was on CNN. He was on the Fox News Channel. He was the equivalent of what Joe Tacopina is now, Lenslice. And then he had gone to Iowa, remember, to sample the Iowa caucasoid fair that all potential uh, candidates for the presidency go to, where they eat all pork products and drink ethanol. Remember what her statements were when suddenly reports came out that Michael Avenatti was not the savior of the Democratic Party in the presidential run for the nomination. I'm sure Michael's not going to like hearing this, but... Until I know all of the candidates and their platforms, uh, I will not endorse anyone. Uh, but I am open-minded. As far as Michael's arrest yesterday, uh, I was obviously traveling here and was bombarded late last night with the information. And I will say that right now there are just allegations and I'm going to reserve judgment, and I hope that everyone does, because trust me, I know what it feels like to be on the other end of that, till, till all the details are discovered. As a matter of fact, some of the stuff that was already on TNZ has turned out to be completely false. Um, but he's not going to like this either. 
if the allegations turn out to be true, then I will definitely be seeking new representation because I cannot condone or support someone who is abusive. Oh, at that point, he was crestfallen, Michael Avenatti. He lived to do interviews about Stormy Daniels. And that was the first step of the many steps that he took in his descent into hell without an asbestos suit, where he now labors away in some camp fed somewhere in America. But maybe we're in need of a different uh, Mary Madeline in that Leonardo da Vinci mural of Jesus Christ's Last Supper, or in this case, man closest to him, Donald J. for Jesus Trump. Let's try on Marjorie Taylor Greene. Remember, I've always said never trust anybody with three names, but she has likened Trump to Jesus and Nelson Mandela. President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus Jesus was arrested and murdered by the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's, yep. he's done everything right. He's done nothing wrong. He's done everything right. Donald J. for Jesus Trump. DJT is like JFK. It's like MLK, right? Three names. That's a potential Mary Magdalene. And when you're listening to the overnight as I continue in my marathon of broadcasting, four straight days, four straight nights, as advertised in a New York Post full-page ad taken out by John Katsimatidis, that I am out to set a record, a Guinness Book record of world records for constant broadcasting, a total of 96 hours, in just a few hours. When I take you to the break of dawn from 12 midnight to 6 in the morning, good Saturday, I will be presenting the case of who should be the best candidates for the Mary Magdalene role. But maybe, maybe we uh, might want to also consider Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake, who whenever she is being photographed or videoed, always says, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my photograph, but you have to use softened lights Soften lights, please. This is the, the magicians down at Maricopa County. They magically appeared. They didn't have enough cheating by two days after the election. They had to inject 25,000 more votes. These people are crooks. They need to be locked up. They need to be locked up. Oh, that harkens us back to 2016 and the early days of the Trump campaign when his supporters would scream, lock her up, lock her up. We've come full circle And, of course, a surprise entry in this uh, day and age of trannies, transgenders, transformers, those who are in transition, those who are non-binary. How about, uh, Lou, we add into the lexicon of potential candidates to serve in the Mary Magdalene role of George Santos, right? George Santos, three snaps up. Remember, for three years, he labored away constantly in contests throughout Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro to be named drag queen of the annual carnival in Rio de Janeiro. He would always finish third, fourth, or fifth. Imagine if, in fact, in this new mural that we are going to do 
of the Last Supper featuring Donald Jesus Trump. That instead of Stormy Daniels, or Marjorie Taylor Greene, or even Carrie Lake, that the Mary Madeline personality beat George three snaps up Santos, who came to the defense of Donald Trump outside of that courtroom and joined at the hip with his very dear friend, best friend, BFs forever, Marjorie Taylor Greene. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. It's the Lucifer, the Satan character, the Judas of the Twelve Apostles at the scene of the Last Supper of Donald Jesus Trump. Van Halen's song, uh, he was good when it came to music. He sucked as a talk show host, remember, replacing Howard Stern. He was horrible. The worst. He crashed in burn because people think they can just do talk radio. Not. There's no teleprompters. You don't get to read. It's all improv. Well, let's get right into the nitty-gritty. Number one, the one who broke the eggshell of all of you out there who believe that in this holy season, Donald J. J. for Jesus Trump was basically having to go through the ordeal that Jesus Christ did right before he was crucified on this day. And then this man emerged named Stan. And broke the eggs, and it didn't become an omelet. The comments made by the two women about comparing Donald Trump to Christ is absolutely a damn joke. How, you know, well, well, how, give me a break, okay? Let's get something straight. Donald, uh, Jesus Christ didn't lie. Jesus Christ didn't fool around with Mary Magdalene. Jesus Christ loved everyone. He didn't, Jesus Christ never took a dime from the Romans. Jesus Christ was the complete honest person. And then we have Donnie from Florida. Different character altogether. (laughs) But then Stan added insult to injury to all the Trumpers out there. 
Let's get something straight about Donald Trump. The only person he likes is the guy in the mirror. He doesn't give a <laughs> damn about the American people. Never That's has. Not true. Never, that is exactly true. <laughs> yeah. He Devoe, he ran that election. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew he lost. He has lied consistently. This case, Wait a like, minute. I don't want to talk this, about the whole election stuff. I because... agree with you. <laughs> Candidate number one, stand from Forest Hills. Candidate number two, to be the Judas figure, of course. Michael Cohen, the personal attorney for Donald Trump, citizen Donald Trump. And if you remember in 2016, nobody defended Donald Trump more than Michael Cohen. You say it's not a shakeup, but you guys are down. And it makes Says sense who? that there would... Says polls, who? Most of them. All of them? Says who? Polls. I just told you I answered your question. Okay. Which polls? All of them. Okay. And your okay. question is? Okay. So my question is, I don't think it is really surprising when facing a challenge and trying to make a turnaround that there would be some, let's, let's at least say some adjustments, okay? So I guess what my real question is here that I did not get to get to is what is the point of this? If you're calling it an expansion of of winners, as you put it, working on the campaign, what is it about? What to what to what end? Well, I think bringing on somebody like Kellyanne Conway was a great move, and it was something personally I would have liked to have seen happen earlier. But the campaign wasn't ready for it. Uh, now they are. I think she's a brilliant individual. I think that. You know, um, she understands the data that's coming in. Look, Hillary Clinton's got 14, I think, or 13 different pollsters that are working on creating her message. So when she talks about usage of a teleprompter by Donald Trump, she would have no clue without her script writers and her teleprompter. It's used in order to keep you on message, very much like you guys do on the morning when you're on television. You use teleprompters because it keeps you on your message. But these are Donald Trump's words. He's going to stay true to who he is, and he's going to end up, in all fairness, he's going to end up winning this election. 2016, nobody was more loyal than Michael Cohen, who had dreams of being his chief of staff in the White House. When he realized that was for naught, that it was rinse out Priebus, head of the RNC, who was chosen, he began to slide into the abyss. And maybe, maybe then he realized that he was the real Judas to Donald Jesus Trump. The lie that I told to Congress, do you know what the lie was? The number of times that I spoke to Donald about the failed real estate project in Moscow. I told Congress three. That's what they wanted me to say because it's a diminished number. Who wanted you to say? Donald, Ivanka, Jared. Um, and they told you to lie to Congress? And it's all in emails, and there's a copy of the email in the book. And what was the true answer? Ten. Ten is the big lie. All right. That's my big lie. And when these folks on social media or, you know, people who are fans and people who hate me, they all say the same. Oh, well, you committed so many crimes. You know where the bodies are buried. There are no bodies. Let me be very clear about that. And the crimes that I committed. Yeah. Um, Stormy Daniels. I acknowledge that one. I absolutely do. But there's no tax evasion. There was no misrepresentation to a bank. Did I lie to Congress? Yes. The three versus 10. 100 percent. However, I didn't do it for me. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
He didn't do it for himself, Michael Cohen. By the way, notice his reference to 10, citing the Ten Commandments as if he was Moses going and appearing before the burning bush and having these ten laws bestowed upon him to battle Donald Jesus Trump. But then there is another candidate. It doesn't mean that Judas has to be a man. Remember, in ancient times, it was a clear uh, difference between men and women nowadays. It's confusing. I have vertical. A man today can be a woman tomorrow, can be non-binary, can be asexual one moment and polyamorous the next. There are 72 different gender and sex-related uh, identifications now that are considered acceptable by the woke crowd. But do you remember, Lou, there was Amorosa, who was best bud with Donald Trump when she was on The Apprentice, was considered a consigliere in the White House. And then, like so many, influenced by the devil, Satan, Lucifer, and she turned on him and could literally have become the female version of Judas as she appeared on the enemy channel MSNBC with the enemy of all enemies, Joy Reid. In terms of Donald Trump and the spectacle, Donald wants to make everybody think that he's being persecuted, that someone is doing something wrong to him and that he has done absolutely nothing wrong in this case. But finally, Donald Trump is facing something he's never faced, Joy, and that's accountability. And yes, he's going to try to pivot and distract and make you all think that he's not upset or nervous, but Donald Trump is terrified. And I could just certainly tell by his telltale signs, his expression on his face, he doesn't look well. So no matter what he's saying out of his mouth, he is terrified. Evil. Amorosa. Evil. (laughs) But it doesn't stop there. For a second time around, remember, coming to the rescue for Donald Trump of the fallen uh, Beauregard Jeff Sessions, who had been the attorney general that Donald Trump had no use for as he put him on the demolition pile. In came Bill Barr. And remember, at that point, we believed that Bill Barr would stabilize the Department of Justice, better known as the Department of Jesus. And then, like almost all others, he stabbed Donald Trump, Donald Jesus Trump, right in the back. Yeah, well... I mean, I'm, I'm not his lawyer. Uh, you know, generally, I think it's a bad idea to go on the stand, and I think it's particularly a bad idea for Trump because he lacks all self-control, and uh, it'd be very difficult to prepare him and, and keep him uh, testifying in a prudent fashion. Prudent fashion. <laughs> But wait, there's a long list of those who are auditioning to become Judas in the mural that will be done. No, not by Leonardo da Vinci, but maybe by Hunter Biden. What do you think, Lou? Hunter Biden, who fashions himself now as an artiste, getting $85,000 for every picture. I'll make that painting that he creates. What a disgraziato, what a shanda. But what about Shamu, El Jefe, Chris Christie, 
as Judas. Remember how praise just dripped from Chris Christie's lips in 2016. Remember how he idolized Donald Trump, how he became his number one sickle fan, Tony and Lackey. I can guarantee you that the one person that Hillary and Bill Clinton do not want to see on that stage come next September is Donald Trump. They know how to run the standard political playbook against uh, junior senators um, and run them around the block. They do not know the playbook with Donald Trump because he is rewriting the playbook. He is rewriting the playbook of American politics because he's providing strong leadership that's not dependent upon the status quo. And so uh, the best person to beat Hillary Clinton in November on that stage last night is undoubtedly Donald Trump. Oh, he was so good back then, except when Donald Trump would fetch him to go out and get the McDonald's order from the nearby Mickey D's. Remember how oftentimes Chris Christie would go out and bring back to air Trump the order from Mickey D's and like half the order was missing. The quarter pounders with cheese, the quarter pounders, the fish fillets, the the Big Macs. Right. And Trump would look at him. Hey, what happened to my supersized fries? And. Chris Christie would say, well, Donald, I got hungry along the way. And then all of a sudden, he too, like so many others, turned on Donald Jesus Trump and certainly has enshrined himself as the possible Judas in the new Last Supper mural that will be commissioned to Hunter Biden. And it's a, it's, a, it's a huge loss for, for Trump. And again, it shows that his political instincts are not about the party. They're not about the country. They're about him. So there's one litmus test. If you say the 2020 election was stolen, I'm with you. And if you don't, I'm not. And your qualifications or your ability to win don't enter the evaluation. Shamu. <laughs> Chris Christie, you You who cruise up and down like an orca killer whale along the Jersey Shore from Wildwood to Point Pleasant, attempting to rip the livers out of any Republican adversaries of yours and your one sole appearance each week with Twinkle Toes Stephanopoulos on ABC News on Sundays where you are paid like a Hessian, like a mercenary, to attack like an orca, kill a whale, attack and rip out Donald J. Trump's liver. But then again, there may be one even more evil than all that I have mentioned. And his name is Scarmucci, who is so sleazy, so slimy. The Bertoli olive oil just drips out of every pore of his body. He looks like somebody who is doing a pump-and-dump penny stock scheme in a basement in Bensonhurst for the Bonanno crime family. Remember how he took to the support of Donald Trump, who he described as his very dear friend? Do you know from the Italian expression, the fish thinks from the head down. But I can tell you two fish that don't stink, okay? And that's me and the president. I don't like the activity that's going on in the White House. I don't like what they're doing to my friend. I don't like what they're doing to the president of the United States or their fellow colleagues in the West Wing. Can you believe that? 
in appearance after appearance before Trump made him the national spokesperson uh, for the White House. It lasted, I think, all of 12 days. I think it was a dozen days. I mean, the guy crashed and burned. He was half in the bag at night calling up reporters, uh, just scathingly speaking to them as if he was speaking in tortured tongues of curses and invectives. And then finally, of course, when he was put on the outside looking in, he decided also to attack, attack the man that he described as his friend Donald Jesus Trump. But I think now, uh, three months later, if you look at the excessive tweeting and you look at the bizarre behavior and you look at the, I mean, it's not even lack of presidential behavior, it's just lack of normal human behavior. Uh, and I've said this before in this air and I'll say it again, if you are a board member of a publicly traded company and you're looking at this behavior and look at the, the rapidity of the tweeting, 122 last weekend, 100 this weekend, constant attacking of his fellow citizens, the dissembling of policy and all of the nonsense that you just saw with the Taliban. Moreover, Taliban saying that that never happened. I mean, they're, they're issuing a denial. The president's taking a Sharpie and he's moving weather maps. And so how are you going to believe him? Now, obviously, I don't believe the Taliban, but how are you going to be believe the president of the United States when he's got the Sharpie in his hand and he can change anything at any moment. And he's probably lied now 12,000 times. So so I, I, I don't know. I, I think that three months ago there would be no impeachment talk that would be realistically on the table. But I think it's very hard to understand how it can't be now, given the magnitude of what's going on. You scummage. <laughs> you sleazeball. You ingrate. You truly are. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Talking about this is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Exactly 
as the intruders from Philadelphia sing this ode to Mama. To everybody's mama out there, as we approach Easter Sunday, where some will go through the old tradition of putting on their Easter bonnets and strutting up and down Fifth Avenue. By the way, will that include uh, (laughs) drag queens and non-binary and transformers and transvestites and others? I really don't care. I'm just thinking about my mother, Francesca, who, if she was still alive, would have been celebrating her birthday on Monday the 10th. And I think uh, out of the two parents that you had in growing up, generally, not always, but generally it was Mama who was there, who always stood with you through thick and thin. And that was the case of my mother, Francesca, although I had a great dad, Chester. But this is all in juxtaposition to what happened up in Bronx Criminal Court the other day by this disgraziata, this shanda of a judge, Samaj, who not only turned loose the killer of this young boy that he was living in the apartment of, a 15-year-old, and uh, strangled him to death, while holding his legs back and then not calling the police for 20 minutes, 911, and then blaming the young man for his own demise. The mother was slightly late in arriving for the decision of the judge Samaj, who cut loose this killer of her son, and she wouldn't hold up the proceedings. She said, in fact, oh, you know what? My bad. I completely forgot that your preference as a prosecutor actually matters. Are you serious right now? I understand you have a preference to have the mother sitting in the courtroom. Oh, that's wonderful. So maybe you should ask her to get here earlier. Everyone else is here, prosecutor. I'm here. And for you to say that the only reason you're not ready right now is that the mother or the victim hasn't gotten here yet. If you think for a second I'm going to stop what I'm doing, second, call this case for the mother to get here. Are you serious? And this judge, friend of all criminals, as she exhibited, appointed by comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who's still a plague on our soul. She showed more respect to the ex-con who had killed this mother's child in cold-blooded murder. She needs to be defrocked. She needs to be removed from the bench. She needs to be taken and put out there to hang wallpaper somewhere because she's not fit to be the judge of anything. 